Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Got it. 202, McMonagall here with you on our five-hour midnight ride. And we're almost there. We're almost there, riders. Keep all your hands and arms inside the... I don't know what we're riding in. I didn't think about that. Car? Train? Carpet? That's what I always think of when I say that, because I think of the genie. Keep your hands inside the carpet. How good was Robin Williams? Miss Robin. 203, McMonagall here with you on the fan. Uh, Marco just played some sound of, we. I didn't even mention the game tomorrow. We saw the home run derby tonight. Complained plenty about that. I hate it. I hate the new home run derby. Um, or I hated this one, at least. And they got the game later tonight. And Garrett Cole, New York Yankees ace. That's right. He's an ace. Remember when that conversation was like a big deal last year? Is he really an ace? He's not an ace. Garrett Cole sucks. Everyone hated Garrett Cole. We've got so many more people to hate now. He's so way down on the list. It's not worth mentioning. But good for him. He's going to get to start the game. And he, listen, is he the best pitcher in the American League? No, he's not. Has he been since he's been here? No, he's never once been the best pitcher in the American League. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. He makes every single bleeping start. And he's having his best year as a Yankee, most consistent He's not giving up the home run ball. He's absolutely worthy of being an all-star, and he's worthy of starting a game. He's been one of the best pitchers in the game year in and year out for the last, I don't know, five, six years. And he has been worth every penny for the New York Yankees, besides the wild card game in 21, which you don't shake off. It's a big game, but he, he was terrible in that game. But besides that, he's been a good postseason performer. He's been their guy, and everything you hear about him, everything you see about him is the guy's on top of everything. He's he's one of their biggest cheerleaders. He's always talking he's always talking people up. They just had a nice little story about Montgomery. You know, he obviously Montgomery threw that great game against the Yankees and he beats Garrett Cole. And Garrett Cole like sent him a little gif of a, a cowboy tip in his cap. Like he keeps in touch with teammates. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. And he's, you know, the Yankees are lucky to have him. And he's been great this year. When he doesn't give up home runs, he's a great pitcher. It's tough to put a rally against him. He's got good stuff. He knows what he's doing. And I'm happy for him. I'm excited to see a Yankee start the All-Star game. It's, I mean, it's pretty cool. I don't love the All-Star game anymore. It's not what it used to be, especially with interleague play. And it seemed you're playing. I mean, the Yankees have played a ton of interleague games already this year. So, it's not as cool and unique as it used to be, but it's still the best. It's still the best all-star game in any professional sport. And New York, New York's own Garrett Cole is going to be on the mound. So looking forward to it. 877-337-6666. Let's go to Sully in Long Island. Sully, what's up? T-Mac, good luck to you. You're doing an amazing job. Oh, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Wishing you well. Uh, my question is, do you think that the Mets will get any value for Jeff McNeil? 
if they decide to be sellers at the trade deadline? One more time with that, I apologize. Do you think the Mets will get any value out of Jeff McNeil? Not, like they just signed him to a contract. They're not going to trade Jeff McNeil. And no, he's he's on. He's having you know. If you want to see, this is where I I don't think I like to think of trading guys at high values. Right now, Jeff McNeil doesn't have a high value. I, I don't think there's. I mean, could you get something for him? Sure, he won the batting title next year. Last year, uh, he's having a down year, but they just signed him to a contract, so it'd be team control. The contract was reasonable. Um, on some level, he's not a great player. Uh, he's not really great defensively. He's okay, he's he's okay defensively at best, and he's a light hitting guy who right now doesn't have the batting average to justify it. But could you get something for him? Sure. But why would I want to trade him now at his lowest value that he's had in two years? Like I don't I don't I don't want to move him now. What are you going to get for him? You need him to turn around and be better. That's that's what you need from Jeff McNeil. You need Jeff McNeil to be better, not on not not on somebody else's team. I I just don't see it happening. All right, thank you, bud. You Good got it, man. You. Thank you, Sully. Yeah, I don't want to trade Jeff McNeil now, at his lowest level, at the, you know, off this miserable season. Definitely not. John in Dutchess County, what's up, John? Hey, Chris. Uh, I just wanted to touch on that uh, Phoenix, Arizona pizza. You're right. The guy's name is uh, Chris Bianco. I went to high school with him in Austin. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I knew he was from. I knew he was from uh, New York area. Yeah, so um, him and his brother opened up a bakery out there, I believe. And they also sell the pizza. They had quite a bit of a few uh, newspaper write-ups about them. Yeah, I mean, listen, for newspaper, the, the documentary which I watched, I mean, he had, they were critic, they were food critics there who were like, I've been to Italy, I've been everywhere in the world, and I'm telling you right now, the best and most exciting pizza in the world is coming out of Phoenix, Arizona. I was like, what? The best pizza in the world is coming out of Phoenix, Arizona. I was floored. And it's like, and it's, and I'm sorry to let you go, John, but your phone is making all kinds of noises. Um, and it wasn't even just like this guy's, you know, obviously he's a great pizza maker, but there's something about the grains there. Cause you always hear, uh, mainly with Florida, is what you hear. You don't get good pizza, you don't get good bagels. And that's because so many New Yorkers transplant to Florida eventually. But, I don't know about Phoenix. You always hear the water outside of New York isn't as uh, the water, the water outside of New York isn't really that good, and and it makes for bad bread or whatever. You can't make bagels, you can't make pizza, whatever. But there's something about the grains in Phoenix that the guy is using as well. Like, it, I I watched the documentary and I just couldn't believe the idea. I don't know why. I don't want to be biased against any city. Nothing. I have nothing against Phoenix, Arizona at all. Um, never been, but I, I have no re- nothing bad to say about them. I just could not believe that there are literally like world-renowned food critics who travel the world in search of the uh, in search of the best are telling me that Phoenix, Arizona has the best pizza in the world, not the country, not you know in in Arizona. Like Phoenix has the best pizza in the world. I, I just was floored by that. And I'll be honest with you. I, I'm I'm going to give you my hot take that bothers all my friends. But it's totally, I I think, and this is, you know, I was talking about, this guy was calling me a shock jock before for my take on Nirvana. I don't, I almost don't want to say it because people are going to get mad. I think pizza is probably the most overrated food on the planet. I like pizza. Pizza is delicious. But people talk about it like it's the greatest food ever. And everyone has their favorite pizza place. Oh, and I know the difference. Please. So many people think they know the difference. Oh, you go to John's on Bleecker versus Joe's Pizza. You got to have this pizza or that pizza. Oh, this is my spot over here. It's, there's good pizza and then there's not so good pizza. It's bread, it's bread sauce and cheese, folks. Uh, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's delicious. But, like, I don't know. I, I just, I've never, I don't. As, and I know you're gonna. There's gonna be the jokes of my weight. That's fine. I never crave pizza. Like I'm never here one day for lunch and it's like, oh, you know, I gotta get pizza, or what do we want to order for dinner tonight? Oh, let's get a pie. Like that's it. Sometimes it comes to that because it's it's easier, it's convenient. You know, everyone's gonna like it. You don't want to go through all the. I want this. I want that. Let's just get a pie. But you know, I always say I'm with my buddies and they hate it. I would much rather have tacos than pizza. Give me that flavor palette of a taco. 
But still, to think that the best pizza in the world comes from Phoenix, Arizona is crazy. That is such an odd thing for me. Mike, you a big pizza guy or uh, would you like, let me ask you. Just, you know, this is, this is blasphemy. I know I'm saying blasphemy stuff. I know. But no, so, I mean, like, just so night at the Flegel, Flegelman house, it's like, what do you want to get for dinner? I don't know. I didn't make anything. What should we order? What, when does pizza get brought up? Like immediately? Or is there three or four things that come first? Like where does pizza sit on the let's order some food in? It's pretty high up, but the, I mean, there are also days where you really want pizza, so there are nights where yeah, it would be never, the first suggestion. I never have days where I really want pizza. You realize you're in the minority with oh, that, though, right? Oh, 100%. Like, 100%. I know I'm in the minority. I just, I never have a day where I'm like, hmm, you know it would be perfect right now? Some pizza. I just don't have it. I don't know why. I just don't. And listen, and my, my, my you know, my father-in-law's a pizza maker. Like, he was an Italian restaurant. He started, he, he turned one pizzeria into two pizzerias and then two pizzerias into restaurants. Like, he's a chef, but he makes pizzas. That's what he does. And they're delicious, and I love them, but it's just like, you know, I don't know. It's pizza. It's not that, you know. And what about, like, do you love, do you think that there is a distinct difference in, like, pizza spots? Oh, 100%. Yes, I don't know. Yeah, yeah listen, I've. <laughs> been different places in this country, including living well, somewhere. There's countries I'll give you. And no, no, no. States, in, in this you. like within like this down country. the block. Like, what if your favorite spot? I know uh, uh, John's on Bleecker is like a very popular pizza spot. I know Joe's around here is a big pizza spot. Like, I guess you can kind of tell the difference in, but like, no, see, there, I think pizza. the places around here, I'll even like Bleecker Street is in here. There's a lot of really great places in New York that are all different, but yeah. they're all like great yeah and then i've been to some places too especially like when i first moved to jersey yeah there are some places that know how to mess it up oh no doubt no doubt um but yeah you, prince you street can absolutely is another one oh, prince street, yeah prince incredible street yeah i'll give you that listen the sicilian with uh, all that pepperoni is that's the best pepperoni pie right well craig was I've ordering had. those every friday you weren't exactly no, just I, let, letting everybody else get to him in the newsroom i'll be totally honest with you okay I love the pizza and Prince Street Pizza Friday. It's more about the party atmosphere for me. But if you told me that there was an option for having Prince Street Pizza Friday, which again, the Prince, the Prince Street people are great. I love the pizza. It was great. But if I had the option of having like, you know, something Taco Tuesday over Prince Street Pizza Friday, I'd probably take the Taco Tuesday. Listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, okay. America let people okay. be entitled to their food takes. You Thank have you. food you prefer. That's Thank fine. Okay. Just let the rest of us love our pizza. Oh, because I, would never, I would never knock you for not liking pizza. But P I, Pizza is a gift. <laughs> Pizza's very good. And it's, you know, have you, I've, I went to, um, I went to Europe once. I went to Italy as part of a big trip. I went to a bunch of different places. But in Italy... Like they they don't sell it by the slice. They, they you literally like walk. Oh, in. You get you get a whole pie. I was it's, just in Italy in May. You get oh, yeah, it for yeah. the first time. Yeah, and you could get like a personal pie. Yeah, you know, so it's sure. a meal's worth. But yeah, you got to order the. But whole if pie. you walk in, yeah, but no, but it, no. Well, if you walk into like the local just like quick pizza shop, it's like on a it's a huge square about like six feet long, and the one I went to was right outside of the Vatican, and I and someone told me that a lot of places like this. You literally walk in and give them an idea of the size you want, and they cut it and put it on a plate. Like it's not like slot. You kind of walk in and you go like this. So that's not. I didn't or, go to a place like that. Yeah. I did go to one place for lunch that it yeah. was. You know, they just had everything. Pizza was one of the things they had. Yeah. So I got a slice, and yeah. one slice there. Yeah. Was a good two and a half slices here. Yeah. No. And, that, and that's from places that yeah. don't shortchange you in New York. I mean, yeah. the slice they gave me was, I mean, huge. Yeah. The other, the other thing I had in Rome, which I thought was weird. And I don't, I, I've, I've told a million people this. And again, my father, my father-in-law is from Italy, was born in Italy. I had, I went, we just stopped at a random place. Like we, we didn't plan anything. I was with friends, not my wife. Otherwise I would have known exactly where I ate and exactly when we were going to eat. But we would just walk in Rome. We decided to stop at a restaurant on the corner and I ordered lasagna. And I swear it was the lasagna like I've never had before where it was just layers of the you know, pasta with a little bit of sauce and a little bit of cheese in between them. But most of the cheese and sauce and meat were on top. And like if you would, if I would have spread it apart and just take the pasta, it was like just stacks of pasta with the sauce, cheese and meat on top of it instead of like layered in it. Never seen that before in my life. And I've asked a million people and no one's ever heard of it. But I, I go to the one spot in all of Rome that serves lasagna like that. What are the odds? Listen, you got to go back to Rome and find delicious. that place and yeah. ask the people who work there 
You know, is this an original idea? Did you did like was it like that pseudo thing? Like you know, he is an American. I'll make him a funny lasagna. Like that. That's what I thought. Like after everybody told me that. You know? Listen, if that's true, then kudos to them for thinking. <laughs> you know what? Let's just this guy's going to be thinking about this for the rest of his life. Let's just mess with him. <laughs> he has no idea what lasagna is. I'll give him. Uh, yeah, but it was it was actually pretty good. But it was just different. I don't know. I have a lot of stories we'll get to. I got to tell you. I don't. I'm. I'm waiting when I tell the story of how I saved a woman's life in Germany. I'm. I'm waiting for that. Somehow it's going to come up, and I'll bring it up. But yes, I'm a hero as well as the overnight host. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. So I want to talk about Severino because obviously, part of this team and both the Yankees and the Mets getting back into what we hope can be playoff teams. And yes, I'm crazy enough to still believe the Yankees and Mets can both get back into the race, the Yankees more so because I trust their pitching more. But Severino is a problem, and the, and that either needs to be solved in the aspect of getting rid of him or sending him to the bullpen or just putting him on the IL, which is probably the, the thing I want to do if he's bad. But it's at the point now where they're at a crossroads with Severino because you can't allow this. And now Manoa for the Blue Jays, which is kind of a, an example of someone who's been good their whole career – I mean, it's, you know, Manaya re- uh, really hasn't had the same kind of length to his career, the Severino. But Severino, since he's been a Yankee, has been excellent when healthy. So it's puzzling to me how he's been so awful here for the last, you know, five or six starts, really, since he's come back from the injury. He's been terrible. His first two starts back were solid, and it's been brutal since, with one good game against the Rangers mixed in. But it's time to make a decision now. And Manoa got a little bit of a break. They sent him down to A-ball. He worked it out. I think it was two or, two or three weeks max because he just made a start a couple days ago. So it wasn't that long. For me, I honestly think you take this time. You take this time off. They've already, I th- I'm pretty sure they've already announced Rodon is going to start the first game out of the All-Star break. I think you set up the rotation where Severino is your fifth man. And you give him this time. Right now, they should be working with Severino on everything they can. And despite the fact they just hired and fired a hitting coach, I think Matt Blake, the pitching coach, is one of the best pitching coaches in baseball. And I think what the Yankees have done with the pitching department is impressive, quite frankly. And you take this time. You've got, from his last start, through today, through the rest of this All-Star break, plus at least five games to get him as the fifth starter. You're not going to need him for another, at, from this point on, you probably don't need him for another eight or nine days. At this point, I'm working on him, everything I can, trying to figure this thing out, and he gets one more start. Because they can't throw out clunkers like this. They can't allow, at the, where they are right now, where this offense is right now, where this team is right now, they cannot allow every fifth day to have Severino put them in a spot where they can't win. And he's. this is the end of his contract. He's no longer with the team after this year. They're never going to sign him again. He's going to be gone. There's no reason to care about injury. There's no reason to care about making it work. There's nothing left to do with Severino other than give him one more opportunity at the max, two more opportunities. Because I'm, if he's bad, if he's just at, okay, then give him a second start. But if he goes out there and gives up seven runs in two innings again, I mean, because it's not, it's not just having a bad couple of starts here. It's not just not quite pitching the way you expect. It's giving the it's giving the Yankees zero chance to win. It's down seven runs, two innings in. It's getting hit all over the ballpark. It's batting practice he's throwing. So I'm taking this time to work on stuff. He gets he he we go through the whole rotation one time. I if there's an off day, put him off them. Give him two weeks if he can. Work on things. He gets one more opportunity to try and turn this thing around because uh, Cortez is a few weeks away. Rodon is now back into the rotation. Herman's been good. Uh, Clark Schmidt's been good. There is no reason to throw Severino out there every fifth day in hopes he reverts back to who he is because you know what? They don't need him. They don't need him. And they certainly don't need this crap where every fifth day they have no chance to win. No chance. That's what you got. And I'm tired of looking at it.
And as much as I liked Severino and as much as I thought he was a dominant pitcher and as much as I was, you know, banking on the idea of him being one of the three or four starters in a postseason series, I have no problem saying goodbye. Because you know what? The guy's been hurt. The guy never stays healthy. Then the guy gets mad. He's mad this year they didn't bring him back. Obviously, there are issues. So I'm at the end of my rope with Severino. I'm at the end. I have no more patience. It is worn all the way thin. And he gets one more start, maybe two, if the one isn't terrible. Because this rotation can function without him now. And maybe they'll go out and make a trade for another guy. Maybe Montas will come back. I don't know. As crazy as that sounds. But I can't watch him throw away games anymore. They're, they're not in the position to allow that to happen. They're just not. So I, I do whatever I can over the next 10 days, work on whatever you know stuff I can work on, get Matt Blake in the lab with him, try and work on anything. Because, I mean, the fastball is there for the most part. You know, some starts it was a, a, a few clicks down, but it wasn't crazy. But this Yankee team cannot allow Severino to, to just at once every fifth day give them a game they can't win. Cooper and New Pauls. What's up, Cooper? All right. Well, first and foremost, I agree with you on Severino. This guy's toast. Uh, he's just throwing BP out there. He's had this is his chance to make some money, and he's done. But I want to tell you about some uh, the pizza. Uh, in New York City, if you go on the Lower West Side, it's probably not far from where you are. Go to Artichoke Pizza. The slices are huge. They're, they're six bucks, but they are amazing. Where is this? Artichoke Pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Artich- do you, like the, you know, I know where Artichoke Pizza is. Do you, do you mean like little, but like the reg, like their regular pie or the artichoke pie? Either one. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's really good. Okay. But um, I got to tell you, Pizza is the great equalizer. It is rich people like pizza, poor people like pizza. Everybody loves pizza. Every different race loves pizza, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love pizza too. I just think it's it's talked about as if it's the greatest food item ever, and I and I just I don't agree. I don't think there needs to be a pizza shop on every corner of the city. That's all. But I, well, I like yeah, pizza. Actually, I like pizza. You know, I live up in New Paltz, and let me tell you, there's, it's a, you know, it's a relatively small town. I don't know if you've ever been up here. It's yes, in the Hudson I have. Valley. But yep, that's where I live. Eight... I live in the Hudson Valley. So. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, all right. And, kind and of. It, I live there's... in Orange County, Warwick, New York. So. Oh, I've been to. I, I went to college with a bunch of kids from uh, Warwick. Okay. Yeah. Um, at SUNY New Paltz. Yep. But um, and and there's eight pizza places here in New Paltz. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's just, it's just we've become obsessed with pizza as a nation, and I just think there are there are better things to be obsessed with. That's all. But I do I do love I, who doesn't love pizza? I love pizza. I'm just saying, you know, it's not it's not the first, it's not the go to, and I, and for whatever reason, what I just said is I very rarely, very rarely. I mean, listen, you walk by a pizza shop, it smells delicious. You go in or you know you're going to get pizza, and you look forward to it, and you walk into a pizza place, and that looks delicious. I'll have it, but. Very rarely will I be sitting at home, and the and my my wife Sarah will come up to me and be like, "Listen, I I don't have anything to make tonight. Let's just order something." Very rarely will I suggest pizza. It'll be the last thing I say. She might say pizza. She loves pizza. Again, my father in law is a pizza maker. He's a pizza guy, and he makes delicious pizzas. But it's just not one of the first things I would ask for. I, I like. To me, like, do you want to go get a burger? I'd much, I'd, I'd probably the before I got pizza, I'd go get a burger. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty. I'm not trying to rile people up here, okay? It's not my intention. I'm not trying to tell you that your favorite food stinks or anything, or that your favorite band isn't relevant. Or I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. What we're trying to do here is learn. You learn about me. Me learn about you. We're building a relationship. We're just getting started here. So I got to tell you, not the world's biggest pizza guy. There are other things I'd rather eat than pizza. That's all. Nirvana's a pretty good band. They have a bunch of good songs. I respect them immensely. But sometimes they're talked about like they're one of the more influential bands in music history. I don't agree. 
They're just, these are things we're learning. It's give and take. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Let's go. It's 2.30, but that's okay. If you're driving in your car, if you're working, what the hell are you doing? Why are you doing the same thing I'm doing? Go to bed. I'm kidding. Stay awake and listen to Sports Talk Radio. I have a really interesting take on Sean Casey. It's different than everybody else's. It's completely unique, just to me. I'll get back to it later. 877-337-6666. So, yeah, Severino, one more chance. Pizza, good, but just good. That's where we are so far. Mets and Yankees at the midway point. We talked a little bit about movies. There's some other stories in in college uh, sports as well. The Bob Huggins story is just bizarre. I don't know if you saw this. So, obviously, Bob Huggins... Um, was, I guess, you know, obviously, it's not so obvious, apparently, but he had a, uh, the head basketball coach at uh, West Virginia had a, did a radio interview and used a, uh, a terrible slur and was punished for it and then got a DW, a DUI about a month later, and then put out a statement where he resigned. And then the school puts out a statement saying, I understand, and it's, you know, it's what's best for the program, this or that, whatever. And now he's claiming that he he never wrote that statement. If you look at it, there's no signature. He agreed to putting out a statement but didn't read it and didn't understand that the statement had him resigning. And now he's claiming he never quit and the team needs him. That is as odd a story. So, and, and what do you think is what? What do you think's going to happen, Bob? You said you said something horrific on the radio. You get a DUI. You've had history before, but the team needs them. And I didn't really resign. They put words in my mouth, or they put ink on my paper. It's it's amazing. That is that is just an odd story. And then there's the. Uh, story of the hazing at Northwestern, where they fired their head coach. A lot, you know, a lot of stuff going on in the world of college sports. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. But here, the locals, the baseball teams, trying to figure out their second half. Dennis in Mount Arlington. What's up, Dennis? 
Dennis. One last try. All right, Terry in a mania. What's up, Terry? Good morning, great one. Oh, oh my man, Terry. How are you, buddy? I'm holding on. You're wonderful. Thank you. You remind me so much of Tony Page because you're making us an overnight family Absolutely. again. Oh, well, I'm sure and I'm sure I'm not the only one since Tony to make you feel like family. Sal, had, well, we I've all looked, talk about how I the overnight's a family. I understand that, but I couldn't listen to him. I stopped. I just didn't. He was too intense. I understand You that. understand what it is to wake up at one thirty, two o'clock in the morning and need a radio fix, need a sports talk fix. You do a beautiful job of it. Oh, Keep it up. Thank you very much. Now. Yes, now. Ooh. I agree completely with your assessment okay. about pizza. Yeah. But we every now and again, we need what we called in my undergraduate days, 55 years ago at Princeton, a za fix. A z- we uh, needed za. You need that's what you called pizza za. Za, just the second syllable. Gotcha. The second syllable. Gotcha. And <laughs> if you wanted a certain condiment on it, you asked for shrooms. Yes. Yeah, sh- no ma, just shrooms. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I know you live in Warwick. <laughs> yeah. Do I you ever get there, to Poughkeepsie? Yeah. Have I Pardon? ever been to Poughkeepsie? Um, yeah. I don't think I've ever stopped in Poughkeepsie. I may have driven through Poughkeepsie. <laughs> if you're right, in Poughkeepsie, right, there's a pizzeria yeah. called Emiliano's. Okay. On my rare visits to Poughkeepsie, like I have one coming up on Thursday for a doctor's appointment, right? time okay. will be allowed to stop at Emiliano's and get a pie to take home. Absolutely. Terry, listen, if you don't stop at Emilio's and, and get some Zaw with shrooms on it, then you ain't living. All right, you get get some za with some shrooms. I do like shrooms on my pizza. In fact, every time I've had shrooms, it was with pizza. I'm just kidding. I had to say it. But I do like shrooms on my pizza. And I've never heard of it called a za, but, you know, you had a, a za fix. Radio fix, za fix. Terry's having all kinds of fixes. Denison, Mount Arlington. What's up, Dennis? Hey, Chris. I must have lost you today. I'm sorry. Thank you, I'm thank you for calling back. Uh, uh, pizza, you know what? I love pizza. Yeah. But it's not high on my list of things to get when I want to eat. I, I, uh, that's, I that You just put it perfectly. I love pizza. I really do. It's not yeah. high on my list when I'm hungry. That's true. I I always say the guy who invented pizza is a genius. He put bread, cheese, and Tomatoes together, y'all. That's a genius. Uh, Big time. You know who else I thought was a genius? I found out this. When I used to work at a catering hall, there is a a bent piece of metal that we would use. And you don't see it often. Sometimes you see it at different restaurants. But it's literally just a bent like cylinder of metal that you use to scrape the crumbs off a table. I I found out through someone... That the guy who invented that is a multi-millionaire just on that. All he did was bend a My piece wife. of metal so he could scrape crumbs off a table. <laughs> and the guy's a millionaire. Yeah. He patented that. That's yeah, I know. Why can't that. I think of an easy That's... idea? Just think anything that can make things more convenient or easier for people and you can be rich. Why yeah. can't I come up with the bent piece of metal to pick up so crumbs? True. I want that idea. <laughs> It's not even metal now. They they have that. Oh, plastic. sure. Well, yeah. those... well, now they probably now yeah. they probably have a drone that comes down to the table and and cleans it off. Uh, that's but true. I mean, back that's in the true. day when I was working, you know, in the '90s, uh, that bent piece of metal made someone a lot of money. That's fantastic. I just wanted to say on Sevi. Yes. You have a better leash on him than I. I would not pitch him. Um, I think he's got to. You got to give him one more try. Yeah. I would. I, I have no trust in him. They say he's a nice guy, uh, apparently, even though he's telling them, you know, what to do or trying to tell them what to do. But um, he's been hard. I, I can't believe, you know, I'm a Bulls supporter, I guess. I, I can't believe he left the Midwest game to give up. You know, he had he given up five runs yeah. in the inning. He had the bases loaded. He 
I would have took him out. Yeah, I know. Well, I, but, I think uh, the point, down five runs, he doesn't want to go through the bullpen down five runs already. Yeah. And especially with the state of the offense, you don't I, think you're going to score five runs. But Between Frito, Garcia, and Vasquez, I, I'd rather I would have more faith. Yeah, than 100%. How could you not? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm yeah. really I, I'm puzzled by Severino, and I have no taste for it. I'm with you. I, I'm just willing to give him one more start, but he does not have a long leash. There is no. Re- this isn't three years ago when he still has another three, you know three years on his contract, and you're trying to figure it out and keep him out. This is there's there's no reason to have an ineffective pitcher who who uh, immediately puts you out of a position to win a baseball game. There's no reason to keep throwing Severino. I'm willing to give him one more chance because I'm hoping he can turn around and he's got a break here. Like, that's the thing, too, I'm trying to impress here is that he's he could have two weeks where they can just focus on working on things. He doesn't have to worry about making a start for a while. They can just focus on some things and try and get him turned around. It's a short break, but it's a break. Maybe it's a mental break. It's the all-star break, clean slate, work on things for 10 days. You know, you could pitch him fifth in the rotation. Even if there's an off day, skip him a, 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 st- a spot in the rotation. Figure out a way to give him a little break, work on some stuff, and then give him one or two more starts. That's it. That's it. And honestly, even with the one more start, if he gives up five or six runs in the first two innings, then that's it. I'm done with him. And I don't know if I, I don't want to move him to the bullpen either. I hear a bunch of stuff about moving him to the bullpen. What is he going to do in the bullpen? Be the long man who they never throw? Why? I wouldn't have any faith in him in that position at all. I'm certainly not going to put him into a spot where I deem him of any importance. It's a waste. He's a waste. And it's fr- and it's more frustrating than other guys. It's it's as frustrating as LeMayu. It's as frustrating as Rizzo. It's guys I expected to be better. If healthy, better. And we can kill Brian Cashman for all this stuff, and it's fair. They're losing. It's fair. It's fair. I'm not trying to say no, but there are things happening right now with the Yankees that that are unexpected to be this bad. All right, not good enough to get over the hump. Fine. He didn't put together a team good enough to go out and beat beat the Astros. Fine. Totally fair. And if and if that's your marker, and there's no reason why it shouldn't be, then he's done a, a bad job. I'm with you. Bad job, Brian Cashman. Bad job. For the last couple of years, not a good job. But there are things happening right now with this team that that are unexplainable. I'm sorry, it's 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 hard to conceive how bad DJ LeMayu is. It's hard to conceive what Rizzo has been for a month. He hasn't hit a home run since before Memorial Day. All of June, two weeks into July, nothing. He's been zapped of any power. And it's not like he's spraying singles all over the place either. He's a total waste. Like I'm sorry, we all nobody hated that move when Anthony Rizzo was resigned. Everybody talked about what a winning player he was. Was he the first option? But would you rather trade for Olsen or done other things? Yeah, I'm not trying to tell you that everyone was like saying, "Wow, we got a, a, a um, an MVP caliber first baseman." But we all like Rizzo. There's no reason for him to be this bad. And you couldn't have expected, I couldn't expect DJ Domain to fall off the table to being useless. Not good enough to win the World Series? Yeah. Still disappointed in the offseason for not making enough changes to this offense? Yes. But this offense, pretty much, I know Judge makes the impact, but they led the American League in runs scored last year. I know that, I'm not trying to tell you that means they're a good offense, but there's no reason to expect they were going to become the worst. But now they have to attack it. And it's the same same thing with Severino. There was no reason to have an expectation other than Severino may be hurt, but if he's healthy, he's going to be a damn good pitcher. And instead, he's been miserable and cost the game, cost the Yankees countless games here where there's no opportunity to win. You mix in their offense with a starting pitcher who gives up six or seven runs in the first two innings, the game is over. You're going to lead to IKF throwing the eighth and ninth inning. He's got one more opportunity. That's it. And there's no reason to hang on to him. There's no reason to continue to try and make it work. Got to get him going. Got to get him going. Nope. We move on. We're dragging behind. He's he's dragging behind. 
He is not caught up. And then you just sometimes you gotta just let it go. If this is the Oregon Trail, he he, you know, he suffered from typhus. If that's a, a disease in the Oregon Trail, I forget. But he's not making the rest of the journey. Sean in Harrisburg. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's up, Chris? What's I'm, up, buddy? How are you? I'm I'm doing all right. I am uh, coming back from Atlanta uh, today. I'm actually driving through Harrisburg now on my way back to the city. Oh, and uh, along your uh, along your talk about pizza, there was a place uh, in Atlanta called New York Pizza. Well, uh, Atlanta is not just uh, satisfied breaking the hearts of Mets fans; they're uh, destroying <laughs> the name of pizza too. Oh my God! It was not like, like New- fresh New York pizza. No, no, no. That was something that uh, my dog would have turned his nose up at. I hear you. Awful. No, I know. But, uh, and that's the other I'm, thing, too. Bad pizza is uh, not good. Awful. So you get greasy pizza, forget about it. You want to just throw it out and let it sit on the street like a like a you know manhole cover. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, um, I'm with you, though, uh, with, the, with the pizza. When I'm hungry, I'm not looking at pizza first. I want good Chinese food. Yeah, I'd, I'd like if, if it were like... If if Sarah, my wife, just came downstairs and said, I can't cook, we're ordering something, I would definitely throw out the option of Chinese food before I throw out the option of pizza. A hundred hundred times out of a hundred. And and Chinese food you can get it anywhere and I, I on a on a you know a full basis, uh, usually it's uh, good. You don't get too much horrible Chinese food. No, well, I mean, but you can, anyway, but yes, but that, but yeah. I still, I, w- I would still prefer Chinese food. But I, a lot of people Absolutely. disagree with us, Sean. Um, most of America, in well, fact, and not, any, not any, everybody, not, and I, not everybody's as smart men like we are. Well, no, no, well, nobody's as smart as me. <laughs> I think that's obvious. Hey, uh, Chris, getting to, to the, the the baseball point, I wanted yes. to talk about. I'm I'm with you 100 percent about Aaron Boone. Not a great manager, but a good manager. And you're with that last caller. You kind of threw out a point that hit it right on the head. The offense is the problem, and the reason why Boone, I think, took out. Um, uh, uh, oh, his name. The other day, yeah, with the seventy-four pitch. Herman. Herman. We took out Herman. It's because he's afraid that he's looking at the board, going, "All right, we got a three-one lead. If this game gets to be four-three, we're not winning." And that's exactly what happened. And even Sterling in the game, I was listening on the game. As soon as they scored the fourth run, Sterling says, "Ah, oh, the Yankees are throwing this game away." And it was in the seventh inning. Yeah. You know, and no, I you're think right. That's part of the problem. That's the, that's the problem that Boone's having right now. Well, he knows you're not going to score runs, so when you have a lead, he's doing everything he can, and you look in the bullpen and you go, hey, my bullpen's great. You know, let's give it a shot. Yes. It's just been worked it's, out. It's, it's a, it's, it's, yes, it's a lot of he has confidence in the bullpen, and he should. It's the best part of the team, and it's the, the best, best bullpen, bullpen in baseball. In, in no question. Yep. So he has a lot of confidence in it, and, he, and he's quick to go to it. And again, you could have left Herman in there. He's, he's pitching a one-hitter. He's been dominant. Uh, I have no problem. I, in fact, I probably would have left him in there, but you can't. Yeah, I would have. I would have too. But I kind of understand. I where underst- I completely from. understand. I completely understand why he went to the bullpen. And here's the thing that just bothers me when people get mad about it, and and you know, I, I get a million tweets and messages that he blew the game. He even if you left Herman in, you, he couldn't have done a better job than what Hamilton did. Hamilton got a pop up and a double a play ground ball. ball. Like he gave and up a, a single in between. Ball. Yes, he gave up a single, but he gave he got a pop up and a double play, the easiest double play you can possibly have, and Glaber booted it. That that was the issue. We could quibble about whether or not it's a good move, and thanks for the call, Sean. We could have the argument on whether you do it or not do it. Was it a good move? Was it a bad move? Why is Boone doing it? He's throwing only seventy four pitches. That's all fair. People make decisions, managers make decisions you don't agree with all the time. And if Hamilton would have come in and walked two guys and given up a grand slam, then yeah, clearly it was a horrible mistake. He got a pop-up and a ground ball. They were on their way to having the plan work. Because you don't know what happens if Herman stays in the game. I love how everyone knows. Oh, if only he would have went the other way. If only he would have kept Herman in the game. Who knows? Herman might have walked a guy and given up a three-run home run. We have no idea. The guy, before the no-hitter, everyone wanted Adam out of the rotation because he was Severino. He was doing the same thing Severino was doing. He was getting lit up. Everyone wanted him out. Now you can't, God forbid, you take him out of a game to go to the best bullpen in baseball. You don't have to like it. 
I probably wouldn't have done it myself, but it didn't cost them the game. Gleyber Torres did. And I'm so tired of being told that I'm making excuses. You're just an excuse maker. You just make excuses for Boone. I'm not making excuses for Boone. You're making excuses for Gleyber Torres. Every time, and you're making excuses for relief pitchers. You're making excuses for the players every single. If the Yankees lose, it's because Boone made a stupid decision. I Every single game, it drives me nuts. Every single game, we got to break down how Brian Cashman's the reason why this one was lost or that one was lost. And it's Boone's decision why the, that's the reason they lost because Boone's an idiot and Cashman put together a bad team. It's every single loss. It's never about Gleyber Torres kicked the ball. It's never about how that relief pitcher hung a slider when he had a 0-2 count. It's never about that. It's always about the decision and the process. It's always this overarching conversation about the, the you know the the Stanton trade. They lose the game. I got to hear about the Stanton trade from four years ago. Of course, the team is flawed. We get it. Of course, the, the 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 roster isn't perfect, but not every time they lose. Sometimes the players just suck that night, and that's what happened the other day to end this series. And it's part of the problem, and it's why they're a bad team right now. Because when they have an opportunity to get out of an inning and look like they can win a game, they need to win. Someone will kick the ball, and that's what happened. Glaber Torres. Booted a double play. It's not because Boone brought in a pitcher. He could have Herman could have easily given up a ground ball that, that Torres booted. But every single loss, it's some sort of deep dive into the all every root problem they've ever had. Every loss is Gene Stick Michael built the core of the 90s team. Like it's crazy talk. Drives me nuts. Maury and Belmore's on the phone. How are you, Maury? Oh my God! You're taking this. You're taking it. You're grabbing it, and you are attacking it. I love it. Welcome to the overnight. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. You know, it's like I was always get rid of Cashman, get rid of Cashman, and and Boone. And you're right. You've actually, besides the pizza puck, you changed my mind. <laughs> well, I look, really I'm not mean. trying to change minds. I'm, I'm, I'm truly not. And no, no. Brian, Brian Cashman. Again, I don't think they're screwed because he gave him. They gave him a four-year contract. If they they had every right to not give Brian Cashman another contract this offseason, they Hal Cashman was well within his rights to say we haven't been in a World Series since '09. You've been here for 25 years. It's time for a change. That makes plenty of sense. It would have been a reasonable move. You wouldn't have heard me say a peep about it. But he's here. I don't think that means they're screwed. I don't think he's incapable of making good moves. This team, as currently constituted, is not his best job. He's done a bad job the last two years. But he's capable of making a big trade here that changes the whole thing. We don't know. But sometimes it's just maddening that every conversation leads back to it. We hate him so much, and we hate this team so much. That every a player can't just boot a ball and you go, man, Gleyber Torres is just killing us. No, that's not it. It's who put Gleyber Torres there and who brought in the pitcher that threw that ground ball. And you know, why why did why isn't you know Harper in the outfield? Like it's just every time every time there's a loss, we go back to everything. It's the same conversation. It drives me crazy. Yeah, I, I think we talk. I think about when Cano used to be sort of. Never ran to first, and you know, coaches to get on him, even you know, not hustling. And I see Glaber. This is the second yeah. time we lost the series because of Glaber. No, I no question. I love the kid. Don't get me wrong, but that's not Cashman's fault. No, and, and I agree. And I'm starting to turn around now. The one thing I do see, I do not see that same Yankee grit. I haven't seen it in 16 years. Where they're never mm. out of a game. They're never out of a yeah, game. I, I know. Last year was kind of like that in the first half, and there's been times. But yeah, I, yeah but, half, you're, you're but right. you, you want to harken back to one of the special groups in baseball the history. 90s. Yeah, you're right. I mean, right. I, I know I, you want you, that Yankee grit you're talking about. Bring me back. I, 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 yeah, listen, Maury, I wish I could, Maury. I wish I could. I want to go back. I'm not kidding. I, it was. I'll never forget it. It was 1999. Do, I, I barely remember that World Series because I took it for granted. They were going to win the World Series. They were the they were the Yankees. They were going to win that World Series. There was never a doubt in my mind. I'll never forget 
my coach, my football coach, brought us all in after practice and said to us, before the World Series started, before game one, I, when I, actually, no, it couldn't have been before game one. It was definitely, it was like maybe, I guess they're up 2-0 or something. And he told us, he's like, this is a busy time for us. The next two games are huge. You have to be at every practice. And I'm telling you now, if any of you miss school, because if you miss school, you couldn't practice. If any of you don't show up to go to a Yankee parade, you're all going to be in big trouble. And it was, bef- it was, it was, it had, I remember thinking, well, that was presumptuous. You know, as a Yankee fan, I was a little bit like, well, can we, let's not, let's not count our, you know, chickens before they hatch. But you know what? That's how we all felt. They were going to win. It doesn't feel that way anymore. I get it. And you're talking about, you know, the Yankee grid of the 90s. That's, it's a, we haven't seen the likes of it since. I mean, you're talking about maybe, maybe the early 2010 San Francisco Giants who won three in six years. And then you're talking about now the the Astros team that has consistently been a good playoff performer uh, for the, you know, constantly getting to the ALCS, whatever, six years in a row it's been. So you're talking about three teams. That San Francisco Giants team, this current Astros team, and the late 90s, early 2000s Yankee teams. In 30 years, there's been three teams. So you're talking about one team a decade that puts together a stretch and puts together a core of guys who consistently perform in the postseason. That's it. That's it. So, yeah, I wish they can go back to the 90s too, but it's silly to ask, it's silly to expect it. That doesn't mean one in... One championship since 2000 is acceptable. Don't get me wrong, it's not. But you you can't measure it up against that 90s team. It's just not fair. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.